Welcome to the Malt Whiskey Trail podcast. This podcast is best enjoyed responsibly, of course, with a dram, the traditional measure of scotch. Our shows can be found at www.maltwhiskeytrail.com, where you can also plan your trip to the world's first malt whiskey trail. Now, let's get into the show. Slanjavar! With whisky sales booming around the world, this week we're asking whether it's a good time to start investing in rare whisky. I'm at the Whisky Shop, a small shop on the main street of Dufton in Speyside, which is an Aladdin's cave of whisky. Let's go in. Hi Mike, how are you? Hi, I'm fine, thank you. Mike, do you want to just tell me a little bit about you and the Whisky Shop? Uh, so my name's Michael Lord, I'm the owner of the Whisky Shop Dufton. Uh, I bought the shop in 2006. It was a, a bit of an accident, really. I wasn't expecting to get involved um, in whiskey in, in the retail side in that level. But I've been passionate about whiskey for ever since I was at school, really. Um, and it was really the Kogeliki Hotel that uh, really triggered in my passion for whiskey and going to their bar where there was, at the time, 300 different whiskies behind it. And that really got me hooked. In general, whiskey is made to be drunk, but certainly there are opportunities to make money from it. Um, but you must remember it's always going to be a bit of a punt, a bit of a bet. Um, you could argue that buying shares in a company is the same thing. Uh, but what I say is whiskey is at least if all goes wrong, you can drink it. If, you, if your company goes bust, you've only got your share certificate left and that even you don't get one of those now. So it is a good thing to do and it can be a lot of fun. The best thing to do, I would say, is have a theme, um, something that you're interested in. And just bear in mind, if you don't make any money, you might end up having to drink it. So invest in something that you like. So for the complete beginner then, um, if someone walks into this shop and says, look, I'm thinking of starting to collect whiskey or to invest in whiskey, what would you, what, where would you tell them to start? Well, uh, again, it's, it's buy what you like, but then when, you're, when you've decided on your theme, say if you were going to invest in Glenlivets or something like that, or Glenfiddich, um, you're looking at limited release bottlings. Uh, and the, the more limited, the better. Uh, also exclusives, so distillery-only exclusives, uh, people are, that other people are going to find hard to get or find uh, interest in acquiring in the future. Because after all, at some point, you're going to want to sell it and someone's got to want to buy it. So now is a, a quite a good time, as uh, there are lots of new expressions coming out. Um, distilleries have sort of twigged onto this fact that there is a collectible market. So you've got limited editions coming out from Glenfiddich. Probably not as limited as you would probably like to be a collector, like Fire and Kane in the Experimental series and the IPA. So they are kind of things where you would start. Limited special releases. Looking at your really well stocked shelves here um what kind of thing would you would you perhaps point out um kind of thing at the moment um if you were saying you want to be looking at uh, things also that people might not really immediately think would be collectible so glenn murray for instance they have their special uh, releases they've got currently got a rum release out which might be worth looking at with joy of glenn murray is that they're never particularly um, overly priced. They were quite a reasonable priced whiskey to get a hold of. You're also looking for things, accidents maybe, or, or quirky things. So recently Glen Murray uh, brought out a cider cask finish whiskey, 
Uh, and if you could get hold of that now, that probably would be quite uh, collectible because that type of whiskey has actually been explicitly outlawed by the Scots Whiskey Regulations. You can't use cider casks anymore. So yeah, that would be something that people would be very interested in getting. And we're talking about price there, but I noticed some of the prices in front of us. I mean, we're talking in UK pounds, maybe sort of around about the £50 mark. Are we for some of the things on your shelf? So it's not... Or would you need to go more expensive than that if you're actually buying to, to invest? You certainly can go more expensive. Um, if you were looking at some of more of the prestige uh, whiskies with a bit more of a name, say more like Glenlivet or, or Macallan, you're going to be looking at several hundred pounds. Uh, one of the things that has happened, uh, uh, slightly different to what we're talking about, is who people who flip whiskey. And they buy whiskey and then sell it on at auction almost immediately. Uh, and unfortunately, that has had one negative consequence in that the distilleries have said, well, you know, I've just sold this whiskey for £250 and they're now selling it on auction for 750 That means I've probably underpriced my whiskey. So next time I bring out a special release, I'm going to make it £500. So I think I should be getting some of that money uh, that, the, um, that those type of investors are getting. It's helpful if you can uh, get a source of information because you'll probably be looking for something where something uh, is going to change at a distillery. And when I first came into the shop 13 years ago and um, became interested in whiskey before then, you're always saying about what you want to do is trying to decide what is the ne next distillery that's going to close. But obviously that's not going to happen now. So you are also looking at what's the next whiskey uh, that's going to come from a new distillery. So the first release from a distillery is, is probably going to be very collectible. Um, Glen Allecky has become collectible since Billy Walker um, came there and became their master distiller. So people were interested in getting hold of the last Glendronachs when he left there and also getting interested in getting hold of the first Glen Allecky's uh, from there. Probably the same might happen with Glen Murray, uh, Graham, Graham Cool, their distiller and um, master whisky creator. He's leaving, so people might be looking to see how that whisky changes. So maybe the last set of whiskies from that distillery could become collectible. How much could money could you make by investing? Well, that's a $60 million question. Um, I mean... I guess when you're talking to some of the serious investors at the moment, they're, they're looking to double their money in a relatively short period of time, so something like five years. But you're never going to be 100% sure. Um, I've seen some whiskies that uh, we've actually sold in the shop that uh, people thought were collectible, and then they go to auction sites, and you can see that they're not being sold at the prices they were bought at. So there is a, a warning to be had in there. But if you stick to some of the bigger names and the special releases, you pretty much hate, hate to word the word, say the word guaranteed because someone listening to this will come and sue me in future years for saying that, but you're pretty much going to get a return um, in, say, five, um, but better in ten years. Once you've bought your, your bottle, you've, you've you know, uh, taken your best bet and paid your money, um, what should you do with it then? That's a good question. Um, I mean, one thing to say it's much easier to invest and store whiskey than it is wine. Um, the high alcohol content in, in whiskey makes uh, inert so it's less likely to go off or very unlikely to go off. Um, so but one of the things you should do is store it vertical. Don't have the liquid um, touching the cork because that can cause problems, deterioration uh, into the seal. Uh, because one of the things when, when you're looking to sell on or the person you're looking to buy from you they'll be looking at what they call the fill level the level of fill in the bottle so you want the liquid 
as much of the liquid as possible to remain in there. So it's upright. Some people say, say once every six months, shake the bottle up so you get the cork a little bit wet occasionally so it doesn't dry out and then they'll can deteriorate. Keep it in the dark. Um, sunlight can affect the whiskey itself, but really you're looking at sunlight bleaching the packaging, which you don't want to happen. So keep it in the dark, upright, dry, and at room temperature. Uh, don't think about dark, damp cellars for these things because you don't want the labels to deteriorate or anything like that. Packaging is a good point as well. You know, for people who watch Antiques Roadshow, you'll know that things in the original packaging sell for more. Is that is that the case with whiskey? Absolutely. You, you'll want the original packing, packaging and you'll want it in as near mint condition as you can possibly keep it to be. Um, sometimes you'll even, uh, people will actually save, say, the box of, uh, of a whiskey, uh, drink, the, drink the whiskey, because at some point they might know that they'll be able to sell the box on to someone who's trying to create... Uh, that whiskey which is in a perfect condition when they've got a damaged box or something. How do you know that what you're buying is is the real deal? Is there a danger, you know, especially maybe if you're buying a whiskey already that's going up in price, is there a danger that actually the liquid in there might not be the real thing? There, There is always a danger of that, particularly if you're buying on what I call the secondary market, which is from private collectors and at auction. Um, but if you're buying from a shop or a distillery, uh, there's a whole system in place now, a pretty rigorous system to ensure the authenticity of the whiskey that, for instance, I'm selling. There's uh, registration schemes and licenses and procedures that we have to follow. Um, if you're buying privately, there is a bit of caveat temptor in that, buyer beware. Um, you'll be looking to make sure the fill's right, the packaging's correct, there's been no uh, interference with the capsule seal. Uh, see that it hasn't been contaminated but there is there is fake whiskey out there and there are people that will fake the whiskey fake the packaging uh, to try and make money uh, out of something that isn't real so that is a danger and just for people to be aware about it is whiskey collecting becoming more popular do you think now Yes, yes, because uh, there has been these um, whiskey sold at auction where they have gone gone prices have gone through the roof and people want to to own them or drink them to see what they're like. So there are a lot of press uh, stories about uh, how much money you can make out of whiskey. So it is much becoming much more popular, um, particularly over the last 10 years. And as I say, there are more things to collect possibly now as well with more exclusive bottlings, more every distillery around here on the whiskey trail, almost all of them uh, thinking through it, have their own distillery bottling, which you can only get at the distillery. Uh, and part of that is because um, is uh, they're recognising there is this collector's market. So, so just to summarise then for people, it's basically buy what you like, buy unusual, and but don't expect it to make you a millionaire. Yeah, definitely buy what you like. As I say, it's all else first. You can eat, you can drink it. Buy limited releases, special releases, uh, but just have fun with it rather than think it's your pension fund. back often you can listen to our podcasts on spotify and follow us on twitter instagram and facebook for the latest news offers and exciting promotions